What did you say? Well, but a sick dread. What? Well, but a sick dread. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's your favorite host, your favorite zaddy, Lord Jalen Willett, bringing you another episode of Elmada Sick. Merry Christmas, Zappy. No, yeah, I know. We've been gone for a minute since, um, I guess, the last episode. But we'll be back in short order. 2020 is the year of perfect vision, and we got a lot of great things installed here at the Original People Network, here on Well Mother Sick, as well as everything cool. So we ain't forget about you guys, but keep on listening, keep supporting. Um, if you would like to sponsor an episode of Well Mother Sick, please feel free to email us at the Original People Network at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on Instagram, DMs on Twitter, DMs on Facebook. Um, or you could, you know, just reach out to me personally and you know we could work out something. Um and I think that's it for all the pleasantries. Now let's just get into today's topic. And I want to start this off by asking one question. Just one. Have you ever felt like a prisoner to your own circumstances? Why I ask that is, you know, have you ever felt handicapped by your environment? You know, you might be in spaces that where there's a lack of growth, lack of room to grow. You know, um, you might be oppressed by a status quo. In other situations, you might aspire to be something great but you just feel like you don't have the ability to achieve your goal or you know maximize your fullest potential but you know this could be somewhat depressing well really depressing you know and you might find yourself just just going through the motions of life just you know um just here for the ride and it's just like you living a life with no fulfillment and over time you become toxic being that way you know me personally i feel like i'm a prisoner of my own environment you know i feel like i'm always stuck in a box what i can't break out of and it's like feels like hell sometimes it feels like you know you about to go crazy you know only for the grace of god and what i do outside of my nine to five it's like you know what really keeps me insane really keeps me sane and if it wasn't for me you know having my own platform to express myself and express myself through other things i'd probably be insane right now 
But, you know, I'm saying all this to say is I sort of see some comparisons between myself and what I see in the environment around me to the iconic character known as Darth Vader from the Star Wars series. Well, not even a series, but it's more so the Star Wars mythos show, whatever, that world, the world of Star Wars. And how I came up upon this is, you know, I recently, a few weeks ago, I watched the latest installment of the Star Wars mythos, which was heavily disappointing. And I feel like it was a waste of time because it was basically a dumpster fire. But, you know, watching that sort of led me, I came home and started like, you know, Googling certain things about the Star Wars mythos. And I started just binge watching a bunch of videos over the next following days, which sort of gave me some insight on, you know, the character Darth Vader and his personal hell, which is his suit, his iconic suit. Now, if you're not into Star Wars, basically, Anakin was a person. Um, he got turned over to the dark side by Darth Sidious. Um, a duel with Obi-Wan, which resulted in him losing his limbs and being his body being scorched by the lava river on the planet Mustafar, where they had their duel, which subsequently led him to... You know, basically being put placed in that suit to keep him alive. And I would like to list, you know, the number of injuries he sustained from that encounter with Obi-Wan. And what put him on the path that, you know, eventually led him to be Darth Vader, the, the most notorious Sith Lord ever. So basically, um... That suit, basically, you have, if you ever think about someone being on life support, you, you know, you probably had a loved one, you know, they probably brain dead or something like that, and the hospital choose to put them on life support. So basically, they can't breathe on their own. They can't feed themselves. They can't, you know, basically excrete on their own, you know, um, you know, get rid of waste outside their body, all that stuff. Now, imagine a man... Anakin, he wasn't brain dead, but basically his, the rest of his body was dead. Like, you know, the lava burned his skin. So he basically had to have a lot of plastic skin, which was very itching and uncomfortable and it peeled off. And so we always have to take these chemical baths to sort of renew the skin. Then, you know, he has the respirator, which basically gives him that voice to sound like this. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. Then you have... Obviously, he has prosthetics. So he got both his legs and, and arms cut off. So he can't feel anymore. He also has, I think, a pacemaker that keeps his heart regulated. And he also has a nutrition pot because he can't even eat solid food outside of his meditation chamber and then the other caveat to that is if he's not in his measure uh, meditations chamber 
and you only get um, basically absorb like you know drink salt not solid drink liquid um, food or you know everything goes into the nutritional pack that you know pumps all the nutrients that his body needs and with that he has a waste management system that you know handles his solid and liquid waste so basically this suit is the only thing that keeps him alive now with that backstory the interesting caveat you know people be like listening okay that's interesting but to have all these things wrong with you and to still be like the most feared you know individual in the not even a planet in the whole universe and you going around just slaughtering slaughtering people and you know you you great with the force you a master duelist you slaughter a lot of jedi masters even your own eventually in um i think that was episode four when he fought an older obi-wan after like 20 30 years but how does someone who has no limbs and basically on life support <laughs> you know you can't even eat and on not to mention like his helmet he had his his retinas got you know that heavily damaged and his lungs got heavily damaged i think i mentioned that so the helmet basically helps him to see so with all these handicaps how was he able to um even though this isn't a very admirable goal but accomplish his goal nonetheless you know um what i read about and watched about was like basically after his first mission he saw that he couldn't fight like how he used to so instead of and then palpatine wasn't training him to sort of you know um become a better with dueling or even help him sort of adjust because palpatine another caveat i found is palpatine made a suit to be very uncomfortable where vader barely got any sleep so he was internally he couldn't sleep because the prosthetics didn't fit properly and the suit was uncomfortable like he, he didn't get no rest and all palpatine and then the suit was force light and sensitive so whenever palpatine needed to, wanted to punish him yeah like he didn't have no resistance or nothing and he felt it was even worse than normally if he had a still had a full human body like you know the pain would be even less endured in that state than his current state but all these different things is for him to be in constant rage so he get closer to the dark side but with all these factors against him like he Darth Vader pull off some magnificent feats that a man who is in that constant condition shouldn't be able to now what first sort of enabled him to accomplish his goals was that he sort of saw his handicaps for what it was even though he always that's probably why he never really slept is that he always lamented his wrongdoings and his regrets but one of the things he did was saw his suit basically you know saw his handicaps and found a way how to best compensate for them like you know he changed his dual style 
Like you can tell what he, you know, he practiced and practiced with the suit. He used the force to enhance the movement with, with the suit. Like, you know, he, he wasn't as quick as he was before his, um, his duel with Obi-Wan. But he, he realized that the suit has, you know, extra durability and enhanced strength. And he, instead of, you know, using the sluggishness of the suit as a weakness, he sort of used it as a strength. So, you know, and... You know, he sort of mastered the movements and make it do what it do to where he became the notorious Darth Vader. And, you know, what else? He sort of studied to learn more things of the force to where, you know, like he could, even though he was in the state that he was in, like no one really could outdo him and beat him in battle. And he was successful at achieving his goals and decimating the whole Jedi Order under order 66 and afterwards but i say all that to say is this one little thing right and i sort of had to realize this within myself that yeah we might have certain handicaps we might be handicapped by environment handicapped by our economic class handicap even you know physical handicaps or mental handicaps but we should not let these handicaps limit us from, you know, achieving greatness. Yeah. And we shouldn't let what is given to us sort of slow us down. Because I feel like, you know, I, I often feel like this. I still feel like this now. It's like, you know, what I'm doing in my personal life and my career, like no one really helped me like you know i never had nobody to show me a way or you know say hey i'm gonna give you this opportunity to um better yourself or you know um whatever it may be or like you know had a mentor i never had a mentor like you know come and be like yeah i'm gonna show you the way da 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 you know, everything I learned was just, you know, me on my own asking questions and sort of figuring out it along the way. But, you know, um, even feeling jaded about that at times, um, you know, I learned how to take the handy things that sort of marginalized me and sort of saw the positive in it and saw how I could use it as a strength and not a weakness. You know, we maybe, maybe, you know, I'm Bahamian and a lot of Bahamians feel like being Bahamian is a handicap. Being Bahamian sort of keeps you in a box. It sort of feels like being Bahamian, you have no legs and arms. And you have no room to grow in this night. You just stagnant. But I learned along the way it's like you know that's what makes me unique how i'm living on this island among 700 islands and the culture like the world really never seen it before the world never really understand my culture or can really relate to my upbringing and not because they can't relate to it or it isn't commercialized for me to sell it's there isn't a lane for me to sell it and over the last three years i've seen there is a market for it. People looking for that new thing. And, you know, there's a lane, there's a way. Even with starting this podcast, like, okay. Like, you know, um, 
I tried to partner up with other people who had podcast equipment from 2017 and those deals didn't, you know, work out. They were busy with other ventures. So eventually I just taught, you know, took it upon myself to buy my own equipment and sort of figure it out from now. Whether it be, you know, sort of, I never went to school for audio production, but, you know, I learned little things here and there. Um, you know, we still don't really have a solid studio, which I'm still working on, but somehow, some way, y'all have 16 episodes of Everything Cool, and this included four episodes of Well Matter Sick. So, you know, you figure out a way how to, you know, Take your handicap, your disadvantages, and turn them into strengths. And I feel like that's what life is all about. You know? You have to some way figure it all out to where it's like, okay, yes, I may not have this. I may not have that. But, you know, I can still make the, the most of, out of this. Because... Someone who has way less than you is doing way more than you. So what's your excuse? To be honest. And yeah, so I, I in a way, in a crazy way I see myself, I feel like I am Darth Vader. Oftentimes I feel like I'm stuck in hell and I can't sleep and you know. My bed is uncomfortable. I wish I had this. I wish I lived on my own. I wish I had a bigger car because my car, it hurts my hips and shoulders depending on how the seat is fixed because, you know, different things or um, whether I, w- I wanted a better pain, more, more, um, better pain, more. I guess more opportunity. I wouldn't say that. Well, yeah. Whether I want a better paying job, which was more engaging and not have a feeling like I'm on a hamster wheel 24-7. You know, um, something more exciting, you know, or not living on a 21 by 7 rock in which I see the same things every day, but living in a bigger city. And, and you know, because I always still have those dreams, like living... In downtown, even like I went to school in Atlanta, like living in downtown Buckhead, Atlanta, and like you know, having an apartment overlooking the skyline, you know, or you know, even if it's in Nassau, um, being probably like you know, in my own condo, and like you know, you seeing the beachfront from the way, or like you, you know, you know, someone who got a boat, so you just go on a weekend and go on a boat and just chillax and look at the beautiful water like you know that that big time luxury life and it's like you know we we get sold that through on um, social media often but it feels so far away to attain and we only get dream but um i feel like you know if whatever your goals are and you know another um lesson i learned from darvid is like you know at the end of the day his goal was to destroy the Jedi Order and destroy Obi-Wan and whatever. And after all that was done, he really found no fulfillment. And not until episode six of Star Wars, when he was trying to get his son to the dark side, um, his son finally convinced him to, you know, come back over to the light side. And he died, you know, being finally free of his prison. 
But I don't think you should wait until near death to finally have a uh, change of heart into why you, what type of goals you pursue. You always should pursue positivity and, you know, then things won't feel as empty as, you know, your motivation being revenge or, you know, some materialistic reason. But, you know, that's just how I feel like. Because I, I just look at it, I, that character. And I that really convinced me to want to cosplay as that character this year. But it's like, you know, you look at that character and it's like, but this man did all these things, even though it's all fictional. But basically, you're our life support. You know, you don't have to, you don't even have the best arms and legs. All of it is metallic. You can't eat, you can't even take a dump or piss. Like you can't even you can't even come out of the suit. But yet you're greatly feared by the universe. Like your mere appearance, you know, people people are afraid. But people revere it to some degree to where um his grandson, um Kylo Ren sort of deified him. But um, yeah. But I don't know. This is me geeking out again. Um, me being Darth Vader. I feel like I am Darth Vader. You know, not really just focusing on getting to the dark side of the Force. <sighs> but more so, um, just taking the handicap that you know that you presented and making the most of it and make it becoming great. Cause you could be great, no matter what you got, where you're from. Ain't no time or too late to start, but if you're from the ghetto, there is an advantage of being from the ghetto. Cause unless I see the people who have the least make the most out of everything, and it's just it's just as simple as like you know in the bombs we have Junkuru, a street parade, and to see what people could do with cardboard and paste. And glitter and little decorations, like you know, if you can make that, most of most of the people that are active in Junkano from the inner city. So, if they could do that, being from that lowly place, imagine what happens when they get up and they come up. And that's why I say, wait, they making million dollars worth of art, but they don't even know it because they still thinking on a lower frequency. But, you know, I implore everybody, um, don't say you ain't good enough at this or you ain't good enough at that. No, there's no such thing as an excuse. That's my 2020 slogan. There's no such thing as an excuse. So what is stopping you today? Whatever you think you lack, focus on your strengths. And that can help you through. And then whatever... You can't do from then find some somebody you probably know someone who could do it that exact same thing. And then you know, you partner up with people and y'all make something beautiful, y'all make something magical. But that's all from me on this episode. You know, I try to keep these a little short and sweet and to the point. I actually re-recorded this episode a couple times because I, you know, I wanted to cover all everything that I needed to say 
Um, happy 2020. We're in a new year, a new decade. Um, this is an exciting time um, to make the most of everything and to be great. But this is Lord Jalen Willett, your Virazati, the Negus of Nassau. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends. If you will want to appear on Oh Well Mother Seconds, I'm about to start doing a little gas here and there, you know, over the phone, of course. Or even on, even on the A-side show, everything cool, because we got a lot of things, good things happening on that. You know, hit us up. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like that. Those spaces been jumping, you know. You know, feel free to send feedback, how, you know, suggestions, comments, whatever, you know, personal stories that and topics that you would like us to cover. And, yeah. Yeah, you see. I am Dark Vader. May the Force be with you.